Monday. It's August the 13th, 2018. I'm Eric. Talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where I've spent my whole life wishing I could be somebody. Now I know I should have been more specific. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that, that dotted line thing there, eh? <laughs> <sighs> And only but Goody. How is Gord this evening? Gord's doing well. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, it was a fantastic weekend. Nice and relaxing. They finally cooled off here. Um, some interesting uh, 400 and some odd forest fires burning in the province right now. Jesus. And a couple of things I didn't think about that really changed my perspective on things. Uh, the tires of a train spark. Quite a lot as it moves along. Oh, yeah, yeah they cause most of the fires. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And also, uh, when a when a vehicle blows a tire on the highway, uh, oh, a lot of sparks from the from the tire fly off, and uh, yeah, that'll that'll start a forest fire on you. No. So it's uh, weird that the most co- the two most common are are sparks from a train and uh, lightning strikes, but yeah. yet. It seems to be quite a few of them lately are started by people still anyway. Yep, people started in the cigarette butt thing. People. <laughs> I used to be really bad for the cigarette butt at the car window thing. I, I've, I've corrected that, but uh, I used to be terrible for it, so I probably started well, one or two in my day. Well, not driving comes in handy with that. That's, that does help a lot. Um, the extra is really hard to negotiate while you're driving. For anyone who doesn't know... It's not easy to put out a cigarette and drive in a straight line. At least it wasn't for me. So it was, the window was the safest option. Not only that, but you can't, if you get a, anything of a vehicle uh, made in like 2000 and older or newer, they don't even come with ashtrays anymore. That's true. I wonder if it's even an option. You can, like if you can get a smoking package. No, no, huh. not even an option. Why have I not written a song called My Smoking Package? I need to work on that tonight. <laughs> that is a great idea. Uh, I'll be writing that one down. All right. Uh, well, quick random question before we get going. Sure. Do you have a view of the moon right now? Uh, you know what? There's so much smoke in the sky that I don't think I would. Oh, Okay. Because it's like a blood-red moon, but it's a blood-red crescent moon, and it looks really neat. I don't think I've ever seen a crescent blood moon. I haven't either. I'm, that's why I'm just supposed to put my glasses on so I can actually get a, a better look at it. Maybe that's why everyone's in a freaky-deaky mood down here in Vancouver tonight. Uh, I don't think the moon has anything to do with that. Uh, <laughs> very yeah, violent. Yeah, that looks really cool. Violent today. And yesterday, actually. It's about this, uh, the whole weekend, a lot of violent people, a lot of confrontational people. I actually had to get into two, <coughs> excuse me, almost fights. Really? Um, yeah, one guy had uh, a socket set that he was trying to sell on Hastings, and he had all the individual little sockets laid out on the sidewalk. Now, there's 400 people walking down that sidewalk. I'm trying to avoid them. I didn't notice, and I kicked over his sockets. Aww. He went ballistic, and I very, very humbly apologized. And... Uh, and then again, I, I repeated my apology, and he just kept going. Oh, and I said, right. okay, now you're starting to get on my nerves a little bit. I've apologized twice. I can help you pick them up if you like. And he just wanted to go and go and go. And finally, I kicked them again. <laughs> and it just uh, <laughs> oh, got carried away from there. Um, 
<laughs> well, that's what, I mean, it's what you get when you, when somebody apologizes, especially when a Canadian apologizes. You know they mean it. Yes. You and, know, like you, you take that apology to heart, you know, because we apologize for everything. Then may I venture forth a novel idea that you shouldn't have your socket set spread out on the sidewalk. It's Hastings Street. It's the busiest street in the city. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, but people are very tense right now, and I'm trying to um, do what I can to mitigate it. Uh, something that really put some wind back in my sails. Yes. Our little movement is getting national attention on Twitter. Um, that is amazing. We got a like on Twitter from Norman Spector. If you know who Norman Spector is, probably the biggest name uh, next to Conrad Black in Canadian journalism. Yeah, he's, um, he's huge. That's a big, big name. Broke the uh, Brian Mulroney um, <laughs> corruption story. Uh, huge in the government. He worked for Stephen Harper. He's worked for all different levels of government doing different things. And when he's not doing that, he's a giant voice in Canadian media. And he, he liked hashtag easiest thing in the world. Uh, it was presented to him by, I don't even know who now, because Twitter goes so fast it's hard to keep track of sometimes, but someone mentioned it on Twitter, um, and he, like, someone uh, retweeted my tweet, and he saw it and liked it. That's awesome. So Norman Spector gave a thumbs up to hashtag easiest thing in the world. This thing could really catch on. This yeah. could be a thing that we've, we've begun. Um, and that's how movements start. Look at November. That was just two dudes. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's all I, I don't know if they get anything up for it but if I could just kick back and somebody these commercials are on TV with like Jimmy Kimmel or something I'm like yeah that was my thing that they stole that's going to be wicked that would be amazing and that's how, that's how Me Too started someone just started piping up on Twitter hashtag Me Too and then uh, Alyssa Milano ran with it and then the whole world did and yeah and that's God the, damn. that's a giant huge the Me Too movement is gigantic and I want ours to be equally as big. I think it should be and I think it could be. It's a good I think it I think it should be bigger because it's Me Too is, you know, uh technically limited in the sense because there's you know people it's supposed to be for people who have experienced these sort of things. And Corey Feldman. This is something that and Corey Feldman. This should be for everybody because everybody should be nice. Everybody could, could be, be nice. nice. And that's be the nice. thing. Everybody. That's why it's the easiest thing in the world. It takes that's no right. effort it takes no. It does take a little bit of self control sometimes, even for myself. <laughs> and the homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we 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 could uh, we could have a, a mayor of the third largest city in Canada could be a big name behind this in a couple of months. That's right. We'll see. Uh, campaign's taking a big boost. I won't waste too much time on it, but this thing it's. Uh, I'm trending big in Vancouver. I'm popular at the moment. And I've got the Portland Hotel Society gave me access to all their uh, media connections. Wow. And, and a, a reference if needed. If the media wants to vet any me before interviewing me or whatever, uh, they will give me a good reference. And, and, that's incredible. Uh, so Congratulations. That, thank you. That's, that's access to the big news agencies, which is going to help a lot. I've also got uh, a staff of volunteers lining up like crazy. I've got people making posters for me now. I've got a lady who has offered her time. She's been a campaign manager in the past. 
Oh, wow. There are some big-name candidates that ran for council, and she's bored and would love to help. And I need a manager desperately. She can't do it full-time. Maybe she can help produce the show. <laughs> it's possibly. Uh, you know what? I would trust her, too. She's very, very good with everything she does. Um, just an older lady looking for something to do and likes the idea of me running. So this is actually happening. This has gone farther than I ever could have imagined already, and it's a month away from the start of it. It's wow. incredible, and I'm so excited. Uh, I'm working on a bus. Uh, up. Are you really? Because a lot of people in the downtown east side of Vancouver do not vote because of mobility issues. Even if it's a couple of blocks, that's a hell of a long way if you're in a walker or, or a wheelchair. That couple of blocks could decide whether you vote or not. Uh, well, not this year, because the uh, Mayor Hunt 2018 shuttle bus will be ready to take you to any polling station you want. That's <laughs> amazing. Well done, sir. <laughs> That is so good. Anyone with mobility issues, or even if you're just damn lazy, <laughs> the hunt boss will get you there to put your check mark next to my name. <laughs> so uh, any more information you want, I will be posting some campaign decisions that I've made for myself um, at com, And there's an open invitation for anyone, even outside of the city of Vancouver, if you've got some campaign ideas, some things you'd like me to uh, look into a little further, uh, feel free to contact me through the contact page at vancitymayor.sindiff.com or you can send me an email, mayorhunt2018 at gmail.com. And I'm happy to entertain any uh, ideas anybody has as long as they're legit. I'm not a sideshow. I'm not a joke. Um, so only serious ideas, please. Although I do appreciate your jokes. Uh, a couple <laughs> things that will be coming up that I've noticed uh, bicycles on sidewalks need some regulation. We've just spent the last nine years putting in bike lanes all over the city, and these people want to ride around the sidewalks like animals. Um, so it's either going to be walk your bike down the sidewalk or we're going to have to put in some sort of regulations there. Uh, bathrooms for customer use will be a thing of the past. Um, use your heads when a person walks in to ask to use your bathroom. Look at the people, figure out if they're the people who should use your bathroom or not. You know, if you live in Vancouver, you know. With, if he's twitchy with bleeding track marks, do not let him use your bathroom. Absolutely. <laughs> this is not going to be the city telling you you have to open your bathroom freely to anyone who wants to sit in there and get high for three hours. Uh, just people with Crohn's disease who suffer horribly because of this silly rule aren't going to suffer any longer. That's right. And no more IBS sufferers. They, they, they can also... Um, and it, it's a scam because a lot of places in this neighborhood, I have personally given them a toonie and used their bathroom. It's, it's you know, being a... Uh, being, you know, I, as I've been getting older, I've found that my bladder doesn't seem to want to... Um, well, hold out as long as it used to. No, it's either that or he's being a prick and just waiting until the last minute to tell you. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the two, and it's they, very, very frustrating. Yeah, that they they no like, longer oh. communicate. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it would be very nice to not have to run behind a dumpster and hope that they're not being on somebody's house there. Which I have, embarrassingly enough, been fined for. Because of that situation, I was on the uh, big hill going down 
uh, Main Street in North Vancouver toward the uh, Park and Tilford Center there. And I just oh, had, I, I had to go, and I was basically just behind a light post. Like, there was nothing really hiding me. For, and a police officer drove by. And, oh, I was so cold sober. I was actually coming home from work at the time. From, uh, oh, and very frustrating. Yeah, but uh, like you said, it's if you could just use a bathroom. And use Not it. that that would have helped you anywhere because there's no toilet to use at that stretch, but, you know. No, no. Not at all. <laughs> it was a pretty uh, fantastic uh, thing, too, because my hands were full. So I was trying to hold my T-shirt up with my teeth. And when the cop pulled up, the T-shirt fell. I wasn't oh. going to reach down and grab it. So I was just standing there filling my T-shirt with piss. <laughs> and uh, a perfect horseshoe-shaped uh, piss ring all down the front of my pants all over my t-shirt, uh, and try to convince someone you've not been drinking at that point? Not easy. Not not easy. No, and, uh, no it'd be very difficult. And you, you meet your girlfriend at the bottom of the hill, and all of a sudden, she doesn't want to go out for dinner anymore. Strange. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, what, what Staples calls their Super Tuesday. was yeah. not very super for me. <laughs> it was a pretty crap Tuesday, to be honest. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway. That is hell, but terrible. Long story. Went on way too long. Well, I'm going to switch gears real quick away from everything and talk about what's going on in your neck of the woods. Because my favorite guy who just never lets me down on the week of giving out cheap beer to everyone has decided to very quietly close Ontario safe injection sites. That's right. Now, I don't know if you know that this weekend in a London penitentiary, seven inmates died from an OD in one day. <laughs> in a London jail, where drugs are contraband and would never be found. That's right. Seven well, yeah, prisoners died. Get, for the record, um, as far as I've been told, because I do have... I do know people that work in the corrections uh, facility, and uh, it is, and people who have been incarcerated. It is easier to get drugs in jail than it is to get it on the street. I actually have heard people joke about getting sent to jail for that reason. Yes, I'm not surprised in the slightest because uh, it's pretty pretty easy to get drugs on the street, and if it's that easy to get them in jail, that's that's crazy. And for seven inmates to die on the same day. And we're going to turn our backs on safe injections in Ontario. Yeah, I, you uh, guys better all grab a lot of that cheap beer because you're going to end up looking a lot like Vancouver soon at this rate. Yeah, well, Doug Ford still believes that marijuana is the gateway drug, not alcohol. So he's not a smart man. I fully agree with him. That's why I never touched marijuana. I was always sure it was a gateway drug. <laughs> I, so I started with cocaine and dodged that bullet. Yeah, see, I have, <laughs> I have talked to a lot of people about this over the years. I really, really have. And I have yet to ever meet one person who has ever tried any form of drugs where they haven't tried alcohol first. You're absolutely correct in my estimation. And I have met more people than I can count who have used marijuana as a method of getting off another drug. That is actually becoming very commonplace in a lot of places, uh, uh, certain countries and cities that have legalized it. Uh, namely, uh, Colorado has noticed a huge drop 
in uh, overdoses. Oh, that's right, too. I heard that. That's right. They've, um, it's, um, hasn't solved the problem, but is definitely on its way to helping to find a cure for the problem. Uh, because instead of treating everybody, er, treating it like it's a, uh, you know, like, like an addiction, they're treating it as a mental, a form of mental illness. Right. And they're actually being able to address it as a proper, uh, manner now. So. That's another thing I will do as mayor of Vancouver is I will enact a mandatory retraining session for healthcare professionals in this city. Uh, it's time for them to understand that uh, in intravenous drug users get sick from other things too. Uh, you cannot turn your back on them in an emergency room and say, oh, you're just drug sick, you'll get over it. Uh, no. We have to no. start treating these people like people. People get sick. That's what they do. You've chosen as your career to take care of sick people. You can't turn your back on them because they also happen to have a drug problem. It's not fair. It, I've seen so many disgusting uh, uh, cases of this, including uh, one that's quite personal to me that I won't get into, but she's got tuberculosis for Christ's sake. Yeah, um, come on. Like, that's just, that's just effed up. Like, come on. She could die. In a heartbeat, if her blood yeah. cell count goes weird, it's and come on, they've got a gross problem. Lots of people have worse problems. Yeah, there's that a financial lot. problem is much worse than <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and puts me in a lot more dangerous situations uh, uh, that risk my life on a regular basis. Uh, so that's something I just thought I could try to institute. I'll get in touch with the unions and see what I can do about. Getting the people in Vancouver to be a little more sensitive. Uh, the healthcare workers, that is. Not everybody. And not every healthcare worker. Just all the ones I know. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, you get in touch with me. Uh, com. Also, it's going slow but sure, but don't hesitate to stop by. Is it just me? .simdiff.com, uh, the website specifically geared toward this podcast, away from all the usual crap that I talk about uh, that's my own personal crap. This is strictly a website just devoted to this podcast and all things Eric and Gord. Uh, so yeah, check we, it out. We need more people like talking about this and like getting involved with this because uh, we don't we don't get much feedback and. It'd be nice to know what people think of us. And, you, you know, it's you funny. Know. Yesterday, I thought I got two new voice messages, but it was just because I had done a reset on my phone. I got the original two again. Uh, it was still uh, just as good. <laughs> but no, Gord's absolutely right. Get involved, people. Get your voice on the air. Get your emails into us. I do check. I check the emails several times a day. So please send them in. It's not just me six at gmail.com or go to is it just me? .simdiff.com, and you can leave a comment page right there, and it, I get notifications whenever that happens. So, I'm yeah, trying to know what our listeners think of us. We really uh, want to know. Yeah, I definitely want to know what people think of us. Um, it's not going Especially to change over American viewers. This is our American listeners. That's, I'm dying to hear from you guys. Yes, yeah, very How much are you so. doing? Uh, Put geez. down the pipe and call us and send an email, text, something. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of disappointed stoners heading up north thinking that that's where you got to line up for pipes. It's not that kind of pipeline, people. No, it is not. Uh, <laughs> uh, another uh, injunction handed down, permission to physically remove the so-called cloud camp from Burnaby Mountain. 
Uh, was passed this weekend. They are still not moving. Uh, good on them. I, I applaud your efforts. It's not going to help, but uh, I applaud your efforts. Uh, but they, yeah, the, the, uh, they got a judge's permission to physically remove that cap now. So hopefully that's the end of the madness. Um, I don't yeah, want so to see it escalate. They're just going to end up moving to a different site anyway. So that's what the point is. I know William George. William George is actually family of mine. Very proud yeah. of him. He's a good young man for what he's doing. He's the most prominent of the protesters up there. If you followed it at all, he's caused, uh, quite a bit of economic, uh, misery, uh, personally himself, and he's very proud of it, and I'm proud of him for, it was a little bad when his entire family put on Facebook, oh, Will, if only you'd put this effort into getting a job, uh, <laughs> and that went national, that was, uh, that's not right, that's now a buzz clip on CBC, uh, <laughs> Well, it's you can't. funny, but it's not right. <laughs> it's, it's true. Um, but, yeah, great, great. Uh, a good fight was fought, and you made your point. It's time to move on now. Um, Find a new cause. There's more, there's more battles to be fought in the future. Believe me, they're coming. Uh, <laughs> the NDP is not stopping. And now we've got our federal NDP leader moving to Burnaby because that's the only place you could get a seat. Uh, so we're going to have NDP, if I don't win, we will have the NDP in three different levels of government operating here in our fair city, because most of the people running in the mayoral election are either current NDP staffers or former NDP staffers, so. Oh, could be a gigantic, uh, Kennedy Stewart, my number one competition, he's a NDP MP now, he has to resign as MP to, to run for mayor. Um, yeah. Isn't that a step down, or is that still a step up? Uh, it's a matter of perspective, I guess. Uh, if he feels he can affect greater change, uh, being a big fish in a little pond rather than no voice in John Morgan's shadow, um, <laughs> perhaps uh, it's a better step for him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of people distancing themselves from the NDP in the coming months. Um, They've made a big push for uh, it to be illegal to give construction jobs to non-union workers. That's going to cause a great divide in this province. That's, uh, geez, you, I, okay, I, I hate what unions have become nowadays. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I say that because where I work, I'm actually a part of a union right now, which is oh, wow, frustrating to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're unionized. Um, I don't... You know, I mean, it's it's one thing to be able to say, well, you know, hey, it's great because I got job security, but I just, the, the, they're just there to protect the lazy and the stupid, and that's not right. They shouldn't be there to protect for that. They should be there to protect for those that work hard. And they're there to make a great deal of money. Uh, yeah. They've gotten carried away in Vancouver, I know for a fact, a lot of property dealings, again private property dealings that they're blaming on mainland Chinese foreign investors? No! It's the United Steelworkers right in your backyard! Jesus. They own a ton of vacant properties. Why? So they can drive up the, ta the price and make money off them. 
if they would release these properties to the public, there is no rental crisis. There's a goddamn government crisis. It's time to get the realtors out of there. Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to keep campaigning, but it's so frustrating when you learn the truth and you realize that you've been bold-faced lied to for the last couple of years. There is no housing crisis being caused by the Chinese. It's being caused by the city and their friends. Yep. Uh, we are rounding the corner to the 27-minute mark, I believe. So did you want to cut short? And no, we'll just go until, because I'm, uh, I'm expecting a message. So when, when the message comes through, that's when I'll... Okay, because I wouldn't mind taking a break. That actually works really well. Uh, so just in case it happens soonish, I did want to switch to a topic very near and dear to my heart. Today is National Left-Handed Day. International <laughs> Left-Handed Day. Uh, so happy Left-Handed Day to all you fellow lefties out there. Uh, it's a great day to recognize the 10% of the world's population who happen to be left-handed. Um, I think it's time for us to show some solidarity and really come together and show that we are not going to be kept down by righty. <laughs> Here's a question. My Canada has no place for right supremacy. <laughs> but but we do print prettier. <laughs> we do print prettier. We also die earlier. On average. <laughs> no, I'm talking about righties. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you lefties are sloppy writers. Oh, my writing is angelic. I could write in textbooks with my oh. handwriting. And, uh, and corrected. <laughs> um, I, I will show you. As a matter of fact, I wanted to. I was going to do a handwritten novel. I thought, how cool would that be? To get a, like, a special edition novel written by your favorite author in his own handwriting? That'd be kind of cool. That would be neat, wouldn't it? I always thought about doing it if I ever Ooh. finish my novel. Not a bad idea. Somebody Wait. that's going to hear this is going to steal your idea and do it first. Oh. You know. Well, it could be. The three-day novel competition is coming up faster than I want it to. I'm grossly unprepared for it, but I am entering. Cool. Uh, that could be the one. Who knows? Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is an international competition. Anyone can enter the three-day novel competition. The rules are you have to write a novel in three days. What uh, constitutes as a novel? 48,000 words and more. And 48,000 words. 48,000 or more, uh, and it has to be all original. You can have a basic outline, but you cannot have anything pre-planned. No, no, no. How is that proven? It's, uh, you're, you're asked to have a witness. It's better to have a witness, but it is on the honor system. They advertise it as if you cheat, you're only cheating yourself. Um, <laughs> Or cheating to get a win and nobody can prove wrong. <laughs> From what I hear, people are fairly... It, it is really... It's like the Iron Man triathlon. It's something you do for yourself. Yeah. Um, this is something I'm very excited to do. It's about three times more than I've ever attempted. Uh, <laughs> because it, it works out... If you do a steady 15,000 words a day, uh, you can do it with a big push at the end. And that is roughly three, uh, three times what I've ever done. So... Uh, so here's a question then, Eric. Could you not say, because yeah, I know they have those programs you can just speak into the program that it the types of words out for you. Would you not be able to say just record one of our podcasts and there's like 150,000 words? Well, I think it has to be. <laughs> I, it has to follow uh, the format of a novel. I, I, 
like a fictitious story that's linear and has a beginning, a middle, and an end kind of thing. Okay. We have lots of those, but they're very short. We have, uh, we've got a good beginning every night. Yeah. <laughs> Not much of a closer. It pretty much falls apart from there and usually ends with one of our phone dying or me getting <laughs> trapped on a bus or whatever, however it may end. It, just, it, it ends out of uh, circumstance, not because we've got a concise ending to our show. It's just we talk until we there's some sort of physical limitation why we can't talk anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> what a great way to do it, I think. And, it's, and even the beginnings, uh, well, now it's finally gotten better, but there are the few where you and I have recorded together where there's no beginning because... Uh, it starts without discussing the beginning. That's right. <laughs> I can now fix that. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. I do a pretty smooth fix. Oh, yeah. No, you, you did. fell asleep. Yes. Uh, I, I get to listen to it quite often because for some reason my phone just jumps to that episode for, like, whenever I turn my phone on or whenever it's not doing something else, it likes to play us. Um, cool. Very entertaining. Great episode. I like the. There's a lot of good on there. We gotta do more blanching episodes. People really responded to the blanching. <laughs> what a weird thing to get popular with. <laughs> you know, uh, the more I hear actual input about our show, the weirder it is. The things people like—they're never the things I think are going to be gold. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do this. It's going to be great on the podcast. It's never that. It's like the blanching. That's funny. <laughs> I spend all day sweating over a joke, and no, that wasn't funny. But you know, <laughs> blanching that that, that anything. <laughs> some of the things we come up with is just this will be funny, and and people will laugh. Hey, remember that time you talked about how things weren't funny? That was hilarious. What? <laughs> that was a side note. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then we're off the, the track again because I did want to just quickly name a few left-handed people for if there's any lefties feeling. Uh, depressed about who you are, don't. It's it's not the world it once was. Uh, it's okay to be a left man in the white man's world. I said white. Didn't Monday, it's August the 13th, 2018, I'm Eric, talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where I've spent my whole life wishing I could be somebody. Now I know I should have been more specific. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that, that dot of mind thing there, eh? <laughs> <sighs> Hi, oldie but goodie, how is Gord this evening? Gord's doing well. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, it was a fantastic weekend. Nice and relaxing. They finally cooled off here. Um, some interesting uh, 400 and some odd forest fires burning in the province right now. Jesus. And a couple of things I didn't think about that really changed my perspective on things. 
the tires of a train spark quite a lot as it moves along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they cause of, most of the fires. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And also, uh, when a when a vehicle blows a tire on the highway, uh, oh, a lot of sparks from the from the tire fly off, and uh, yeah, that'll that'll start a forest fire on you. No. So it's weird that the most co- the two most common are are sparks from a train and uh, lightning strikes, but yeah. yet. It seems to be quite a few of them lately are started by people still anyway. Yep, people started in the cigarette butt Gun thing. People. <laughs> I used to be really bad for the cigarette butt at the car window thing. I, I've, I've corrected that, but uh, I used to be terrible for it. So I probably started well, one or two in my day. Well, not driving comes in handy with that. That's, that does help a lot. Um, the ashtray is really hard to negotiate while you're driving. For anyone who doesn't know... It's not easy to put out a cigarette and drive in a straight line. At least it wasn't for me. So it was, the window was the safest option. Not only that, but you can't, if you get anything of a vehicle uh, made in like 2000 and older or newer, they don't even come with ashtrays anymore. That's true. I wonder if it's even an option you can, like if you can get a smoking package. No, no, huh. not even an option. Well, why have I not written a song called My Smoking Package? I need to work on that tonight. <laughs> That is a great idea. Uh, I'll be writing that one down. All right. Uh, well, a question before we get going. Sure. Do you have a view of the moon right now? Uh, you know what? There's so much smoke in the sky that I don't think I would. Oh, okay. Because it's like a blood red moon, but it's a blood red crescent moon. And it looks really neat. I don't think I've ever seen a crescent blood moon. I haven't either. I'm, that's why I'm just supposed to put my glasses on so I can actually get a, a better look at it. Maybe that's why everyone's in a freaky deaky mood down here in Vancouver tonight. Uh, I don't think the moon has anything to do with that. Uh, <laughs> very yeah, violent. Yeah, it looks really cool. Violent today. And yesterday, actually. It felt, this, uh, the whole weekend, a lot of violent people, a lot of confrontational people. I actually had to get into two, <coughs> excuse me, almost fights. Really? Um, yeah, one guy had uh, a socket set that he was trying to sell on ASICS, and he had all the individual little sockets laid out on the sidewalk. Now, there's 400 people walking down that sidewalk. I'm trying to avoid them. I didn't notice, and I kicked over his sockets. Uh, he went ballistic, and I very, very humbly apologized. And, uh, and then again, I, I repeated my apology, and he just kept going. Oh, and I said, okay, now you're starting to get on my nerves a little bit. I've apologized twice. I can help you pick them up if you like. And he just wanted to go and go and go. And finally, I kicked them again. <laughs> and it just, uh, <laughs> oh, God, carried away from there. Um, well, it's, I mean, it's what you get. When, you, when somebody apologizes, especially when a Canadian apologizes, you know they mean it. Yes. You know, like, you, you take that apology to heart, you know, because we apologize for everything. Then may I venture forth a novel idea that you shouldn't have your socket set spread out on the sidewalk. It's Hastings Street. It's the busiest street in the city. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, but people are very tense right now, and I'm trying to um, do what I can to mitigate it. Uh, something that really put some wind back in my sails. Yes. Our little movement is getting national attention on Twitter. Um, That's amazing. We got a like on Twitter from Norman Spector. If you know who Norman Spector is, probably the biggest name uh, next to Conrad Black in Canadian journalism. 
Yeah, he's, um, he's huge. That's a big, big name. Broke the uh, Brian Mulroney um, <laughs> corruption story. Uh, huge in the government. He worked for Stephen Harper. He's worked for all different levels of government doing different things. And when he's not doing that, he's a giant voice in Canadian media. And he, he liked hashtag easiest thing in the world. Uh, it was presented to him by, I don't even know who now, because Twitter goes so fast it's hard to keep track of sometimes, but someone mentioned it on Twitter, um, and he, like, someone uh, retweeted my tweet, and he saw it and liked it. That's awesome. So Norman Spector gave a thumbs up to the hashtag easiest thing in the world. This thing could really catch on. This yeah. could be a thing that we've, we've begun. Um, and that's how movements start. Look at Movember. That was just two dudes. <laughs> and that's, True, that's, that's all I, I don't know if they get anything up for it but if I could just kick back and somebody these commercials are on TV with like Jimmy Kimmel or something I'm like yeah that was my thing that they stole that's going to be wicked that would be amazing and that's how, that's how Me Too started someone just started piping up on Twitter hashtag Me Too and then uh, Alyssa Milano ran with it and then the whole world did and yeah and that's God the, damn. that's a giant huge the Me Too movement is gigantic and I want ours to be equally as big I think it should be and I think it could be it's like I good. think it's I think it should be bigger because it's me too is you know uh, technically limited in the sense because there's you know people it's supposed to be for people who have experienced these sort of things and Corey Feldman this is something that and Corey Feldman this should be for everybody because everybody should be nice everybody could, could be, be nice, nice. and that's be nice. the thing okay. that's why it's the easiest thing in the world it takes that's no right. effort it takes no. It does take a little bit of self control sometimes, even for myself. <laughs> and the homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we 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 could uh, we could have a, a mayor of the third largest city in Canada. Could be a big name behind this in a couple of months. That's right. We'll see. Uh, campaign's taking a big boost. I won't waste too much time on it, but this thing, it's. Uh, I'm trending big in Vancouver. I'm popular at the moment. And I've got the Portland Hotel Society gave me access to all their uh, media connections. And and a a reference if needed. If the media wants to vet me before interviewing me or whatever, uh, they will give me a good reference. That's uh, incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. That's, That's access to the big news agencies, which is going to help a lot. I've also got uh, a staff of volunteers lining up like crazy. I've got people making posters for me now. I've got a lady who <laughs> has offered her time. She's been a campaign manager in the past. Oh, wow. There are some big-name candidates that ran for council, and she's bored and would love to help, and I need a manager desperately. She can't do it full-time. <laughs> Maybe she can help produce the show. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, you know what? I would trust her, too. She's very, very good with everything she does. Um, just an older lady looking for something to do and likes the idea of me running. So this is actually happening. This has gone farther than I ever could have imagined already, and it's a month away from the start of it. It's wow. incredible, and I'm so excited. Uh, I'm working on a bus. Shut uh, up. Are you really? Because a lot of people... In the downtown east side of Vancouver, do not vote because of mobility issues. Even if it's a couple of blocks, that's a hell of a long way if you're in a walker or, or a wheelchair. That couple of blocks could decide whether you vote or not. Uh, well, not this year. 
because the uh, Mayor Hunt 2018 shuttle bus will be ready to take you to any polling station you want. That's <laughs> amazing. Well done, sir. <laughs> That is so good. Anyone with mobility issues, or even if you're just damn lazy, <laughs> the hunt boss will get you there to put your check mark next to my name. <laughs> so uh, any more information you want, I will be posting some campaign decisions that I've made for myself um, at com, And there's an open invitation for anyone, even outside of the city of Vancouver, if you've got some campaign ideas, some things you'd like me to uh, look into a little further, uh, feel free to contact me through the contact page at vancitymayor.sindiff.com or you can send me an email, mayorhunt2018 at gmail.com. And I'm happy to entertain any uh, ideas anybody has as long as they're legit. I'm not a sideshow. I'm not a joke. Um, so only serious ideas, please. Although I do appreciate your jokes. A uh, couple <laughs> things that will be coming up that I've noticed. Uh, bicycles on sidewalks need some regulation. We've just spent the last nine years putting in bike lanes all over the city, and these people want to ride around the sidewalks like animals. Um, so it's either going to be walk your bike down the sidewalk, or we're going to have to put in some sort of regulations there. Uh, bathrooms for customer use will be a thing of the past. Um, use your heads when a person walks in to ask to use your bathroom. Look at the people, figure out if they're the people who should use your bathroom or not. You know, if you live in if Vancouver, you know. With, if he's twitchy with bleeding track marks, do not let him use your bathroom. Absolutely. <laughs> this is not going to be the city telling you you have to open your bathroom freely to anyone who wants to sit in there and get high for three hours. Uh, just people with Crohn's disease who suffer horribly because of this silly rule aren't going to suffer any longer. That's right. And no more IBS sufferers. They, they, they can also... Um, it's a scam because a lot of places in this neighborhood, I have personally given them a toonie and used their bathroom. It's, it's you know, being a... Uh, being, you know, I, as I've been getting older, I've found that my bladder doesn't seem to want to... Um, well, hold out as long as it used to. No, it's either that or he's being a prick and just waiting until the last minute to tell you. Yeah, yeah it's one of the two, and they, it's very, very frustrating. Yeah, that they they don't like, longer oh. communicate. They, uh, <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it would be very nice to not have to run behind a dumpster and hope that they're not peeing on somebody's house there. Which I have, embarrassingly enough, been fined for. Because of that situation, I was on the uh, big hill going down uh, Main Street in North Vancouver toward the uh, Park and Tilford Center there, and I just oh, had, down that hill. I had to go, and I was basically just behind a light post, like there was nothing really hiding me. For, and a police officer <laughs> drove by, and oh, I was so cold sober. I was actually coming home from work at the time from uh, oh, and very frustrating. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like you said, it's if you could just use a bathroom. And use Not it. that that would have helped you anywhere because there's no toilet to use at that stretch, but you know. No, no. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty uh, fantastic uh, thing, too, because my hands were full. So I was trying to hold my T-shirt up with my teeth, and when the cop pulled up, the T-shirt fell. I wasn't going to reach down and grab it, so... I was just standing there filling my t-shirt with piss 
<laughs> and uh, a perfect horseshoe-shaped uh, piss ring all down the front of my pants, all over my oh. T-shirt, and try to convince someone you've not been drinking at that point. Not easy. Not not easy. No, and, uh, no it'd be very difficult. And you you meet your girlfriend at the bottom of the hill, and all of a sudden she doesn't want to go out for dinner anymore. Strange. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, what what Staples calls their Super Tuesday. Was yeah. not very super for me. I'll just, <laughs> it was a pretty crap Tuesday, to be honest. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway. It is hell, but terrible. Long story. Went on way too long. Well, I'm going to switch gears real quick away from everything and talk about what's going on in your neck of the woods. Because my favorite guy who just never lets me down on the week of giving out cheap beer to everyone has decided to very quietly close Ontario safe injection sites. That's right. Now, I don't know if you know that this weekend in a London penitentiary, seven inmates died from an OD in one day. <laughs> in a London jail, where drugs are contraband and would never be found. That's right. Seven yeah, prisoners died. Get, for the record, um, as far as I've been told, because I do have, I do know people that work in the correction uh, facility, and uh, it is, and people who've been incarcerated. It is easier to get drugs in jail than it is to get it on the street. I actually have heard people joke about getting sent to jail for that reason. Yes, I'm not surprised in the slightest because uh, it's pretty pretty easy to get drugs on the street, and if it's that easy to get them in jail, that, that's crazy. And for seven inmates to die on the same day, and we're going to turn our backs on safe injections in Ontario... Yeah, uh, you guys uh, better all grab a lot of that cheap beer because you're going to end up looking a lot like Vancouver soon at this rate. Yeah, well, Doug Ford still believes that marijuana is the gateway drug, not alcohol. So he's not a smart man. I fully agree with him. That's why I never touched marijuana. I was always sure it was a gateway drug. <laughs> I, so I started with cocaine and dodged that bullet. Yeah, see, I have, <laughs> I have talked to a lot of people about this over the years. I really, really have. And I have yet to ever meet one person who has ever tried any form of drugs where they haven't tried alcohol first. You're absolutely correct in my estimation. And I have met more people than I can count who have used marijuana as a method of getting off another drug. That is actually becoming very commonplace in a lot of places, uh, uh, certain countries and cities that have legalized it, uh, namely... Uh, Colorado has noticed a huge drop in uh, overdoses. Oh, that's right, too. I heard that. That's right. They've, um, it's, um, hasn't solved the problem, but is definitely on its way to helping to find a cure for the problem. Uh, because instead of treating everybody, er, treating it like it's a, uh, you know, like, like an addiction, they're treating it as a mental, a form of mental illness. Right. And they're actually being able to address it as a proper, uh, manner now. So. That's another thing I will do as mayor of Vancouver is I will enact a mandatory retraining session for healthcare professionals in this city. Uh, it's time for them to understand that uh, in intravenous drug users get sick from other things too. Uh, yes. You cannot turn your back on them in an emergency room and say, oh, you're just drug sick, you'll get over it. Uh, no. 
We have to no. start treating these people like people. People get sick. That's what they do. You've chosen as your career to take care of sick people. You can't turn your back on them because they also happen to have a drug problem. It's not fair. It, I've seen so many disgusting uh, uh, cases of this, including uh, one that's quite personal to me that I won't get into, but she's got tuberculosis, for Christ's sake. Yeah, um, come on. Like, that's just, that's just effed up. Like, come on. She could die. In a heartbeat, if her blood yeah. cell count goes weird, uh, it's uh, and uh, come on, they've got a gross problem. Lots of people have worse problems. Yeah, there's a financial problem is much worse than <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and puts me in a lot more dangerous situations uh, uh, that risk my life on a regular basis. Uh, so that's something I just thought I could try to institute. I'll get in touch with the unions and see what I can do about getting the people in Vancouver to be a little more sensitive. Uh, the healthcare workers, that is. Not everybody. And not every healthcare worker. Just all the ones I know. <laughs> uh, anything else, uh, you get in touch with me. Uh, com. Also, it's going slow but sure, but don't hesitate to stop by Is It Just Me? .simdiff.com, uh, the website specifically geared toward this podcast, away from all the usual crap that I talk about uh, that's my own personal crap. This is strictly a website just devoted to this podcast and all things Eric and Gord. Uh, so yeah, check we, it out. we need more people like talking about this and like getting involved with this because uh, we don't we don't get much feedback and It'd be nice to know what people think of us. And, you, you know, it's you funny. Know. Yesterday, I thought I got two new voice messages, but it was just because I had done a reset on my phone. I got the original two again. Uh, it was still uh, just as good. <laughs> but no, Gord's absolutely right. Get involved, people. Get your voice on the air. Get your emails into us. I do check. I check the emails several times a day. So please send them in. It's not just me six at gmail.com or go to is it just me? .simdiff.com, and you can leave a comment page right there, and it, I get notifications whenever that happens. So, I'm yeah, trying to know what our listeners think of us. We really uh, want to know. Yeah, I definitely want to know what people think of us. Um, it's not going to change anything. American viewers, our American listeners, that I'm like dying to hear from you guys. Yes, yeah, very. How are you so. doing? Uh, Put geez. down the pipe and call us and send an email, text, something. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of disappointed stoners heading up north thinking that that's where you got to line up for pipes. It's not that kind of pipeline, people. No, it is not. Uh, <laughs> uh, another uh, injunction handed down, permission to physically remove the so-called cloud camp from Burnaby Mountain uh, was passed this weekend. They're still not moving. Uh, good on I, I applaud your efforts. It's not going to help, but uh, I applaud your efforts. Uh, but they, yeah, the the uh, they got a judge's permission to physically remove that camp now. So hopefully that's the end of the madness. Um, I yeah, don't want so to see it escalate. They're just going to end up moving to a different site anyway. So that's what the point is. I know William George. William George is actually family of mine. Very proud of him. He's a good young man for what he's doing. He's the most prominent of the protesters up there, if you followed it at all. He's caused uh, quite a bit of economic uh, misery, uh, personally himself, and he's very proud of it. And I'm proud of him for... It was a little bad when his 
the entire family put on Facebook, oh, Will, if only you'd put this effort into getting a job. Uh, <laughs> and that went national. That was, uh, that's not right. That's now a buzz clip on CBC. Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny, but it's not right. <laughs> it's, it's true. Um, but, yeah, great, great. Uh, a good fight was fought, and you made your point. It's time to move on now. Um, Find a new cause. There's more, there's more battles to be fought in the future. Believe me, they're coming. Uh, <laughs> the NDP is not stopping. And now we've got our federal NDP leader moving to Burnaby because that's the only place he could get a seat. Uh, so we're going to have NDP. If I don't win, we will have the NDP in three different levels of government operating here in our fair city because most of the people running in the mayoral election are either current NDP staffers or former NDP staffers. So, Oh, could be a gig gigantic. Uh, Kennedy Stewart, my number one competition. He's a NDP MP now. He has to resign as MP to to run for mayor. Yeah. Um, Isn't that a step down, or is that still a step up? Uh, it's a matter of perspective, I guess. Uh, if he feels he can affect greater change, uh, being a big fish in a little pond rather than no voice in John Morgan's shadow. Um, <laughs> perhaps uh, it's a better step for him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of people distancing themselves from the NDP in the coming months. Um, they've made a big push for uh, it to be illegal to give construction jobs to non-union workers. That's going to cause a great divide in this province. That's, uh, you, I, okay, I, I hate what unions have become nowadays. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I say that because where I work, I'm actually a part of a union right now, which is oh wow, I frustrating to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're be. we're unionized. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, it's it's one thing to be able to say, well, you know, hey, it's great because I got job security, but I just the the they're just there to protect the lazy and the stupid, and that's not right. They shouldn't be there to protect for that. They should be there to protect for. Those that work hard. And they're there to make a great deal of money. Uh, they're, yeah. They've gotten carried away in Vancouver, I know for a fact. A lot of property dealings. Again, private property dealings that they're blaming on mainland Chinese foreign investors. No, it's the United Steelworkers right in your backyard. Jesus. They own a ton of vacant properties. Why? So they can drive up the, ta the price and make money off them. If they would release these properties to the public, there is no rental crisis. There's a goddamn government crisis. It's time nope. to get the realtors out of there. Uh, sorry, right. I don't mean to keep campaigning, but it's so frustrating when you learn the truth and you realize that you've been bold-faced lied to for the last couple of years. There is no housing crisis being caused by the Chinese. It's being caused by the city and their friends. Yep. Uh, we are yeah, rounding the corner to the 27-minute mark, I believe. So, did you want to cut short? And no, we'll just go until, because I'm, uh, I'm expecting a message, so when, when the message comes through, that's when I'll... Okay, because I wouldn't mind taking a break. That actually works really well. Uh, so, just in case it happens soonish, I did want to switch to a topic very near and dear to my heart. 
Today is National Left-Handed Day. International <laughs> Left-Handed Day. Uh, so happy Left-Handed Day to all you fellow lefties out there. Uh, it's a great day to recognize the 10% of the world's population who happen to be left-handed. Um, I think it's time for us to show some solidarity and really come together and show that we are not going to be kept down by righty. <laughs> Here's a question. My Canada has no place for right supremacy. <laughs> but but we do print prettier. <laughs> we do print prettier. We also die earlier. On average. No, I'm talking about righties. Oh, I'm sorry. Right-handed. <laughs> you lefties are sloppy writers. Oh, my writing is angelic. I could write in textbooks with my uh, handwriting. And uh, I'm corrected. <laughs> um, I, I will show you. As a matter of fact, I wanted to. I was going to do a handwritten novel. I thought, how cool would that be? To get a, like a special edition novel written by your favorite author in his own handwriting? That'd be kind of cool. That would be neat, wouldn't it? I always thought about doing it if I ever Ooh. finish my novel. Not a bad idea. Somebody that's going to hear this is going to steal your idea and do it first. Oh. But, you know. Well, it could be the three-day novel competition is coming up faster than I want it to. I'm grossly unprepared for it, but I am entering. Cool. Uh, that could be the one. Who knows? Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is an international competition. Anyone can enter the three-day novel competition. The rules are you have to write a novel in three days. What uh, constitutes as a novel? 48,000 words and more. And 48,000 words. 48,000 or more, uh, and it has to be all original. You can have a basic outline, but you cannot have anything pre-planned. No, no, no. How is that proven? It's, you're, you're asked to have a witness. It's better to have a witness, but it is on the honor system. They advertise it as if you cheat, you're only cheating yourself. <laughs> um, or and, cheating to get a win and nobody can prove wrong. <laughs> from what I hear, people are fairly... It, it is really... It's like the Iron Man triathlon. It's something you do for yourself. Yeah. Um, this is something I'm very excited to do. It's about three times more than I've ever attempted. Uh, <laughs> because it, it works out... If you do a steady 15,000 words a day, uh, you can do it with a big push at the end. And that is roughly three, uh, three times what I've ever done. So... Uh, so here's a question then, Eric. Could you not say, because I know they have those programs you can just speak into the program that it types the words out for you. Would you not be able to say just record one of our podcasts and there's like 150,000 words? Well, I think it has to be. <laughs> I, it has to follow uh, the format of a novel. I, I assume it's uh, like a fictitious story that's linear and has a beginning, a middle, and an end kind of thing. Okay. We have lots of those, but they're very short. We have, uh, we've got a good beginning every night. Yeah. <laughs> Not much of a closer. Pretty much falls apart from there and usually ends with one of our phone dying or me getting <laughs> trapped on a bus or whatever, however it may end. It, just, it, it ends out of uh, circumstance, not because we've got a concise ending to our show. It's just we talk until we, there's some sort of physical limitation why we can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to do it, I think. And even the beginnings, uh, well, now it's finally gotten better, but there are the few where you and I have recorded together where... There's no beginning because uh, it starts without discussing the beginning. 
That's right. <laughs> I can now fix that. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. I do a pretty smooth fix. Oh, yeah, no, you, you did. You fell asleep. Yes. Uh, I, I get to listen to it quite often because for some reason my phone just jumps to that episode for, like, whenever I turn my phone on or whenever it's not doing something else, it likes to play us. Um, cool. Very entertaining. Great episode. I like the. There's a lot of good on there. We got to do more blanching episodes. People really responded to the blanching. <laughs> what a weird thing to get popular with. <laughs> you know, uh, the more I hear actual input about our show, the weirder it is. The things people like, they're never the things I think are going to be gold. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do this. It's going to be great on the podcast. It's never that. It's like the blanching. That's funny. <laughs> I spend all day sweating over a joke, and no, that wasn't funny, but, you know. <laughs> Blanching, that, that, that is <laughs> Some of the things we come up with, it's just, this will be funny, and, and people will laugh. Hey, remember that time you talked about how things weren't funny? That was hilarious. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a side note. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then we're off the, the track again, because I did want to just quickly name a few left-handed people for if there's any lefties feeling... Uh, depressed about who you are, don't. It's it's not the world it once was. Uh, it's okay to be a left man in the white man's world. I said white, 